1: Hi there, folks. Welcome back to the WP Tonic Show, episode 220. We've got a fantastic guest joining us. He's, been, he's recently been part of our panel show. Mm-hmm. He's got some great things to say about marketing and his experience in running a boutique agency. That is Jason Marlowe. like to introduce yourself, Jason.
0: Hi, hi, hi. Um, Hold the applause. Please, please, please hold the applause. (laughs) Um, Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Jason Marlow. I am a WordPress consultant, marketing guy, um, podcaster. I wear a lot of hats.
1: You certainly do. Before we start, you're probably wondering where are my co-host. No, she hasn't done a rudder. She's just got a terrible cold. Um, poor old Kim. She really wanted to um, be part of the show, but um, she is not well. So, give her your thoughts, folks, when you're listening to this, and hopefully she will be better on Friday and will be joining the round table. Mm. But um, she caught one of those horrible colds traveling on a plane, and they are the worst. Yeah. Uh, um so how to start the conversation so basically uh, i think we start because um maybe you can give a quick background on how you got involved in your agency and also wordpress do you mind mm-hmm. that J- jason
0: absolutely uh so let's rewind uh 16 or 17 years um and I'm going go be
1: you don't look old enough, Jason.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go day by day. Uh <laughs> so this might run a little long. Um no, but uh yeah, about sixteen or seventeen years ago, um I was still in high school at the time, but I got really interested in uh, websites and how to uh, build websites and uh started out with HTML and CSS uh specifically. And um then when I got to college, uh, I had an internship uh where I started uh doing front end development for a uh, company that built uh, websites with Drupal and um, after college uh, I kept the freelance thing going and I tried to keep building websites in Drupal but one of the first things that I realized um, was that Drupal is really really hard to pass over to a um, uh, to a client right so um, when you pass that over to a client there's this massive learning curve and I was having to make tutorial video after tutorial video, and it was, it was a nightmare. I was like, I can't do this. Um, and at the time, WordPress was far more in its infancy, and it, it was seen specifically as a, as a blogging platform. Uh, so I didn't really think anything too, uh, of it too much. And then a couple years went by, and uh, there was some massive developments in WordPress, and I started getting into that. Uh, and WordPress is now my exclusive uh, content management system that I build with and uh yeah that's uh that's that's my start with uh web design and and WordPress is um uh i started out uh, started out in a completely different um uh content management system and found WordPress and I have n- really no intent to uh change that uh change that uh in the future it's very similar
1: to my background because um i my first um content management system that I utilized was the expression engine mm. actually um, I never got into Drupal or Joomla. Um, it was Expression, which is um, was. I was still I was living in England, and it was a, had a very large um, some of the biggest name in web design. Really used Expression Engine. Mm-hmm. So you've been blogging quite extensively. Um, that's how you got on my radar with some right. of your blogs. And then you agreed to come on a panel show, but you've been talking about different pricing models, haven't you like to yeah. talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So, um, my, uh, I, am I'm, I'm the marketing director for, uh, for a company, for an insurance agency here in Georgia. Uh, but my side hustle, uh, for uh, four years now has been market house. Uh, we're a, a boutique agency. Uh, we do a good bit of business. Um, uh, but uh, but right now, uh, we've, we've, we've been going, we've been in the middle of changing our hosting, and uh, we've been with Bluehost and uh, with this company called 11.2, and uh, we're, in, we're really just having issues with our hosting, and so we made a decision to switch. Um, we talked to uh, a couple other professionals in the space, um, and uh, we, we landed on WP Engine, and, which I just absolutely love and adore. Um, and uh, because we switched to WP Engine, one of the first things we noticed was a complete shift in the uptime that we had with our own site and a couple of our client sites that we moved over initially. And um, uh, we, back in, I don't know what it was, I don't know, the spring, uh, we were uh, starting work on a client's website, and they were with uh, GoDaddy. And um, one of the first things we noticed Uh, right after they signed the contract and we began work was just this massive amount of downtime. Um, I mean, we would log in and uh, just have issue after issue with the site being down a lot. And uh, so as we were starting to rebuild, we're thinking, okay, well, what can we do? We've noticed a lot of, uh, we've noticed an immediate change in the uptime that we had with WP engine. What can we do with this client? And what can we do with potential future clients to try and use uptime as a way to sell? And so uh, immediately I was like, well, what kind of data can we collect? What can we do? And so um, I used uh, this free service called Uptime Robot. Uh, I think it's uptimerobot.com. And, um, and then we also use Slack uh, internally. And so we, we dropped a, a notification from Uptime Robot into Slack. And so I get a notification right in Slack every time a site goes down and then when it goes back up. And one of the things that we noticed after a month of testing was that the sites that we were testing on WP Engine, zero seconds of downtime, not one second of downtime across the month. And the client site um, that we were hopefully trying to eventually sell this website care plan, um, which is this continual service that we do forever uh, for, the, length, for the, you know, the life of the site. Uh, their site went down. It was probably three and a half hours over the course of this month. And um, you know, I don't care if it's three minutes that's still an issue, right? I mean, it's going to happen from time to time. Uh, But when you have three and a half minutes where it's these blocks of like half an hour or, you know, I think one of them was like two hours uh, that it was down. We noticed an immediate opportunity to try and uh, work this model into what we do. So now every time we get a new customer, we onboard by adding them to Uptime Robot, and we start monitoring uh, that immediately uh, before we even have a conversation um, of um, uh, where you're going to host it afterwards, uh, you know, what's the plan for after, you know, for after we build the site. Um, so we actually worked with uh, WP Engine uh, over the last month or so to develop a case study on this, on how to sell add-on services and hosting using Uptime. And uh, I'm sure, Jonathan, we can link to that here in the show notes. Not sure. uh, it's it's, it's, it's uh, super valuable, and uh, we're really excited to do that. But, yeah, the concept is to, uh, even when you're prospecting, maybe even before you sell, um, that you are monitoring that. And uh, say you go out and you find 10 companies that you really want to redesign their site. Uh, immediately stick them on Uptime Robot, set up that Slack integration, and monitor their traffic. Uh, I found that if you... Find a good point of contact, and you email them. Uh, they're like, "Oh wow, I didn't, I didn't realize it was down." Um, and you know, it's you're not you're not necessarily selling at that point. You're establishing yourself as somebody who knows what's up. And uh, when they do need you, maybe they're going to look to you. So I think definitely think it's uptime. Selling clients with uptime is definitely a valuable tool.
1: I think the other thing about in your in your blog article about. A different pricing structure is that um, a lot of clients think they say well when the websites finished what they mm. don't realize it's never finished is it
0: right no uh, yeah that's that's another thing that we've, uh, that we've that we've been experimenting with is the you have you have two camps right so you've got uh, typically what's been like a cheaper model where I don't know you spend 99 bucks a month for a website uh, from some guy and um, you just pay that for however long. Um, or you have a upfront cost, like a 50% down, you've got this milestone model where it's 50% down, 20% midway, 30% on completion, and then you try and sell them these add-on services at the end. Um, and I think there's, there's, an, there's an approach that you can do um, uh, for kind of that middle ground SMB client where you can sell them uh, a a two-year website plan where you take the cost of what you would typically charge for the website, uh, for all your maintenance, uh, for your hosting, for whatever it is you do, uh, look at what that spend is typically across two years. Break it up month by month, and then after two years, you sell them on a website redesign. Um, so we've 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 had some varied success with that we've got a, a I think two or three clients on board with that since we've been testing um, since the spring so um, I think it's a definitely an interesting model and I'm, I'm I would love to know if anybody else is doing that same uh, thing and kind of their successes how they're kind of treating that uh, there is some kind of weirdness with the contract and stuff like that so uh, so it's definitely still in like alpha testing mm-hmm. Um but uh, I definitely think it's a model that uh, other web designers and developers can run with uh, because it's all about if you do want to make a go of this and you want to have a life, um, you need to figure out some way to develop a recurring revenue stream. And this is kind of our initial test into that. So
1: that, That's definitely um, something you've got to work on because mm-hmm. otherwise, it's just um, feast and famine, isn't it?
0: Yes, exactly yeah and you you go through these mass, these massive areas uh where it's like um 4 or 5 months where it's it's famine and then you you and then you happen to sign three clients on the same in the same week um and then you have to try and figure out how do I space that out for the next uh famine uh, famine time so yeah no absolutely
1: and i also think a lot of small boutique um agencies for for very obviously reasons um doing doing the work and also doing all the um prospecting mm-hmm. um marketing to your target audience becomes quasi impossible to do correctly. would you agree with that if you're also attempting to do all the work
0: right absolutely um it's uh prospecting is very very difficult I'm not a salesman um I am, uh, I'm the half of uh, Market House that uh, I prefer to work on client projects. Um, and Zach, my partner, prefers to uh, actually handle the business, um, project management. And he also works on designs and the websites as well. But, um, uh, you know, it's it's nice to have that sales piece that he's handling. Because um, prospecting is difficult. But I will say that, um, I definitely think there's some really interesting opportunities ahead with the uptime model. Uh, you know, going out, maybe finding like 50 different websites that you're interested uh, in uh, redesigning and running uptime on them, and seeing if there are, you know, two percent or I mean, 10 uh, percent of them that are going down enough to where you can at least open a dialogue. So uh, that's like a passive way, I guess, to prospect.
1: That's so true. Well, it's gone already quick, actually. Uh, We're up to our um, break, folks, and we'll be coming back, and we're going to be talking about something else that Jason's got quite passionate about, which is micro-marketing, and he's going to be explaining the concept and why he's so interested in that Mm -hmm. particular idea. So we'll be going for a break, folks, and we'll be back in a few moments.
0: They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast.
1: We're coming back, folks. We've had this great discussion with Jason, and um, I'm, I was looking forward to it. Poor old Kim, you missed a great conversation, <laughs> but I'm thinking of you. Right, Jason, We before the pre-show discussion you brought up this idea of micro marketing tell us more jason <laughs> uh
0: thank you so um as i was explaining before the show um uh, for our listeners uh, i am on a one man mission or a two man mission because uh we talk about it on our podcast with zach um we're on a mission to redefine micro marketing um and uh Micromarketing is typically, uh, you can kind of boil it down to kind of this concept of niche marketing. Um, and um, we are really passionate about trying to go like even further than, you know, this small niche of just like this 10, 10 people, right, or whatever that niche is. But these concepts of, uh, I, I believe Google calls them micro moments, um, so, kind of trying to create this all-encompassing concept where, with micro marketing, uh, every aspect of the brand is uh, is, is perfectly aligned, uh, no matter where uh, you see it. So, whether you um, get a pair of socks, uh, I, I have a pair of socks from Mailchimp, the email marketing company, and um, when I put them on and put them put my feet side by side, um, it completes their logo. To me, that is a micro moment. That is micro marketing, uh, one of the finest moments of micro marketing. And um, and then you translate it into kind of our world uh, with uh, digital media and websites. Um, Emma, uh, myemma.com is another great example. Uh, they're another email marketing company and uh, their 404 error page is one of the most beautiful hilarious, brilliant pieces of technology that I've seen on the internet in a really long time. Um, I just stumbled across this page one day and uh, it, it kind of sparked this whole concept of micro-marketing to me and how we can try and redefine it um, for, for, this, for this new world. And uh, it's just because how many times, Jonathan, do you uh, hit a 404 error page? Been lucky
1: so far. Yeah. I'm, very, I'm very good at doing it, but lately, yeah. you know, I have for the past couple of days, um, pretty regularly. That's um, that, yeah gone.
0: Okay, yeah. So, um, but for, for the average user, I mean, you're not hitting that four hundred four error page that often, right? Uh, as long as the site is well is well laid out and they've got their redirects in place, you're 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 essentially never. The typical user is never going to experience that page as long as they've done everything right. And the funny thing about Emma is that they do everything right. I was actually looking for the 404 error page. Um, And uh, you know, nothing nothing intrusive or anything. I was just digging around to see what their site was built with, and uh, just because I'm always trying to satisfy that curiosity, and I found their 404 error page, and it's great. I mean, it's got these funny videos. You can cycle through them by hitting the space bar. It's It's an interactive experience that happens on this microscopic level. And uh, I think if, if brands really kind of take care to look and see how they can uh, promote their brand and align their brand and display their culture and uh, really take all of these things that are typically done on a very high level uh, where they, oh, we've got this billboard campaign. We've got this TV ad that we have running, uh, all of these different things. Eventually, that's that's white noise, right? So you're driving down the interstate, you see billboard ads. Okay, well you know, I've seen that every day for hair loss. Uh, I'm, I'm I i do not care about that. Uh, or I see this ad on TV, or I see this commercial on YouTube. You know, eventually these are all just gonna this the space is going to be so saturated with noise that it, we're going to have to rely on these micro moments where we're connecting with customers individually, one to one. Uh, to actually promote the brand and really make any kind of traction. So, yeah.
1: I can, um, I can see where you're coming from, and I do, because it's just the volume of marketing right. that somebody exposed in North America. You know, there are figures, and then they're just mind numbing, wouldn't they? The amount of marketing that somebody at a very early age in North America. Mm hmm how much they're exposed to it and they they must in the end filter mustn't they because otherwise you just go bonkers wouldn't you
0: right yeah i mean um jonathan have you ever seen the movie uh, minority report yes okay one of my favorite ideas of this uh, to illustrate this concept is when um uh, tom Cruise's character is on the run and he ducks into a mall and he's walking through the mall and every ad is specifically targeted to him like he's he's hearing what the ads are it's talking to him specifically and as long with every other user in this space the ads are talking to them specifically and not that we're necessarily going to be living in the world of minority report in 10 years but i really think that level of uh of micro marketing is is a reality that will soon have to be in the space because it's so heavily saturated I mean I, I'm I'm feeling lately kind of jaded with social media marketing that used to be what I hung my hat on um, uh, for a long time and uh, I, I, I really I learned a lot with within the uh, within the Facebook space and Facebook advertising and uh, I made a lot of waves uh, but I, you know I'm starting to realize day after day that there's so much noise there's so much noise that unless you're laser laser targeted and you have a good budget, it's it's just that it's just noise. So that's where the concept of micro marketing comes in to kind of step in and replace that on different levels uh, within the company.
1: Yeah, another thing um, on your blog that you've been you've been discussing, and it's something that um, occasionally I've spoken about. Um, is that you hear on a lot um, in the WordPress community um, and from web professionals, when especially developers, they say, "Well, it's only a it's only a marketing site, right? Yeah, it's only uh, a brochure. That's what they say. They say it's a brochure site. Mm-hmm. But um, I actually think having I wouldn't use that term anyway. But let's say marketing. Let's say m- brochure." Having a site that actually gets a return on the investment actually does something. Actually, um, at some stage of the selling process, makes a new client decide to outreach and contact that company. Mm-hmm. Do something. Right. It's extremely difficult, isn't it? Um, yeah. And you know. Well, and- where where do you think all this has come from?
0: Uh, it it, it's it just goes back to what I was saying. It's that noise in the space. Um, and you know, I think it also happens, uh, when you're as a, as somebody who sells essentially sells websites and then the digital marketing piece afterwards, uh, it's hard you have to educate, right? So you've got a lot of clients who come to you and say, I want a new website because it's going to solve everything. All of my problems are going to go away. I'm going to have customers. I'm going to have a pipeline. Uh, I'm going to be able to communicate. I'm going to be able to do all of these amazing things with a new website. And that is completely false. And we're going through this exact thing right now with a customer. We built them this amazing website, but they didn't want any marketing. And we're like, okay, so what are you going to do to drive traffic? And they're like, oh, well, that's what we have the website for we're like, oh, okay, um, and I feel like that right now they're in this space where they feel like giving up. To be honest, uh, with this uh, with this uh, company, because the website is not doing enough. They like they've got some leads, they've got some sales, uh, but in a world that's filled with I don't know what is it a billion websites or more, um, one new little website that's got good SEO and uh, but but no. Connections to anything else on the web no inbound traffic coming from marketing. It's it's totally useless Uh, And so unless you try and educate that customer early on um, You know about about what's ahead about the fact that they're gonna have to spend for marketing uh, They're gonna have to really work at Growth uh, and that they're in for a long game if you're only relying on a website. I mean we had a website does very very little marketing And uh, it's got a lot of content. It's got probably a thousand pages on it by now. And they have, uh, they're just now, after a year and four or five months, they're really starting to see some actual definable growth uh, with their traffic, with their leads. And, um, you know, it's a long time for organic traffic to pick up. And I think it, it would happen after most people would bail out. Um, so it it's, it's all, it all comes down to, like I said, educating uh, that they're in for uh, that they're in for actual spend that they need to find with marketing in order to uh, do anything because the space is so noisy. There's so many websites out there. Uh, if you think that you are new in the space, you're not. I'm sure there's five other people doing exactly what you're doing. They just might not be on your radar. So unless you um, really have that budget, gosh. I don't
1: know. Uh, well, but budget or you, you, the realities of the situation, you're going right. to have to do a lot of the work yourself. Right. And what becomes helpful is having somebody produce some strategies, some, mm-hmm. um, some pathway that if you keep doing right. this particular thing, you should get this outcome. Right. Is I that, mean,
0: it's possible. I mean, it's like with social media, unless you are consistent. <clears throat> And dedicated, you might as well not even pick up the computer to start typing because uh, you have to constantly hit it over and over and over again. You have to constantly provide value and growth. Uh, and so I just, um, it's like I said, it's about setting expectations for what the client's into because a shiny new website is just that. It's just shiny and new and eventually it's gonna the shiny is going to wear off and... You're going to feel real jaded unless you're in for the long run to put in the work, put in the hours. But there is a, there is a payoff in the end. Uh, there is a payoff when you start to see the leads uh, coming in and you're closing sales and people are using your live chat and people are using your contact forms to get in touch with you and you see that tra- that that traffic rise. So uh, there is a payoff, but you have to set the expectations early on.
1: I actually wrote, I'm um, plugging a bit of my own content, but it is, I think that's allowable. It's your show, right? (laughs) Yeah. it is actually. Um, I wrote a very extensive um, blog post uh, the complete guide to customer uh, acquisition. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, winning all the things I've learned over the past couple years about getting new customers and the process Mm -hmm. um, of getting them. Um, So it's pretty in depth. because I, I do think like I do feel that there is some misinformation put mm. out there around email marketing, about social media. Um and I I understand why it's said, but um that's why I, I wrote this post and I did my SEO research as well, <laughs> Jason. Um so I think um the time's gone quick actually folks and we're going to wrap up the um the podcast part of the show. We're going to continue the discussion for about 10 15 minutes and you'll be able to see that on the website with the full transcript of the sh- of our discussion mm-hmm. and with the links that we've discussed. Plus the discussion will be on the YouTube channel Please subscribe to that. That really helps. So, Jason, how can people get hold of you and learn more about you and your company and what you've been up to?
0: Um, so, you can check us out a couple, you can check me out a couple of different ways. You can find me at uh, jasonmarlow.com. That's M A R L O W E. And uh, the same handle on Twitter, Jason Marlow. Uh, As I mentioned before, our company is called Market House, it's mkt.house online, and uh, you can check me out on my podcast at lunchbreakmkt or lunchbreakmarketing.com.
1: Yeah, the podcast is fantastic, folks. Do go and listen to it. Jason and uh, his partner bring up some fantastic thoughts Mm -hmm. Um, and discussion points. How to get a hold of me, folks, and um, the show? That's really quite easy. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at uh, Jonathan Denwood. Um, I kind of like spend a bit of time every day retweeting stuff and then just reposting um, from the archive the 240 shows that I've done. Uh, you find that. Go to the WP Tonic Facebook page. Um, there's some good content on there. Or you could email me, um, Jonathan at WP tonic.com. And I do answer my email, not the same day probably, but if you've got a question <laughs> or you want something, um, some advice, I'm there to help out. And like what Jason says on his own contact page, you know, facts? What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that you no, you don't use that you use something much more witty, don't you, you your comment yeah. about faxing, don't you? That brought yeah. a smile to my face. Well folks, I think it's been a fantastic conversation. Um, please go like I say to the website go to the YouTube channel and you be able to hear a bit more of this conversation after we finish the audio and just to wrap up if you can go to iTunes and give us a review I know if you're on the PC it's a total pain in the posterior but if you can <laughs> if you're getting value from the show it really does help the show and um, we're moving back up the rankings we're getting more and more people listening to the show and hopefully Kim, my co-host, will be a lot better and will be joining us next Wednesday. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic,
0: the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.